Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. And I'm Brian Moss. And this is Brian Moss's collection of Bone Strips by Jeff Smith, published in 1983, that we had no idea about. You heard the legend. We're going to be looking through this book, but first, these videos are brought to you by the, by the comic books that we make. So first, we have on the docket, Red Room, Anti-Social Network, Red Room Trigger Warnings, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit, name of the game, each book completely self-contained. Thank you guys for supporting the project the way you've been. Please continue to, to support the project. Jimmy's got Hulk Grand Design Monster and Madness in issue form. It's going to get that uh, Treasury Edition book collection treatment in the beginning of 2023. Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive trade paperback is in stores again, man. This is the reprint, so you have no excuse not to have it on your shelf right now. The great Brian Moss, we're visiting uh, Columbus, Ohio right now. Great Brian Moss has illustrated the Eightfold Path from Abrams and has completely done uh, this book called Outer Heaven, very reminiscent of a location or two in the great Metal Gear Solid yes, video game. Yeah, man. And uh, you can get these directly from him. Strange, Strange Things Moss is his handle on the internet. Hit him up, get these comics. Now, the, the legend and the blockbuster hit of Bone came with a lot of baggage, a lot of intel. We knew things about it because there was lots and lots of articles. Places like Wizard Magazine would be the first place I heard about it, discovered it. And uh, the story always starts the same. Jeff Smith went to school at maybe OSU. Yep, OSU. And did a, uh, did a comic strip in the Lantern, you know, yep. the, the college paper. Yeah, we heard about it. Uh, had no idea that it was collected. Leave it to uh, Columbus-born uh, Dude, to find this in a motherfucking thrift store? Yeah, four dollars. Man, this, this really is like the stuff of collector dreams. Like finding the stuff that either you don't know exists or finding it in a thrift store yeah. or a garage sale or somewhere where like they don't know what they have. Exactly. Tales from the Lantern, a collection of cartoons from the Ohio State University newspaper, The Lantern by Jeff Smith. Clearly, like, you know, the, the graphic design, very old school, copyright 1982-83, about 10 years before the Bone comic started, ladies and gentlemen. Self-published, do you think? Is this a Jeff Smith publication? Um, or they, if it's through the school? Yeah, I think it's through the... I think it was like self-published but supported by the school because yeah. that's the impression it gives, um, even with the introductions. Uh, so yeah. You see Caswell, yep. the, the, the spearhead of the Billy Ireland mm -hmm. Cartoon Art Library, man. Who's David Nateman? I don't know that name. Uh, that is a professor of his that he had. Yeah. I see. He did an intro. Man, that's so cool. Lucy Caswell. Yeah, it's actually really funny. Like, she actually kind of like, she's like, he's trying to do this. <laughs> like, you can see it's so loving, though. You know, so you can, it actually reflects their relationship. Think of what an influence, though, Caswell. Exactly. And I mean, certainly the Billy Ireland would have had on, now at this point, generations of cartoonists. Exactly. They, they come from all around for this. Yeah. It's, um, this is a definitely a, a piece of history that is like very important for Columbus and Ohio, but also for the world of cartoonists. Because absolutely, just the way that book has penetrated the world, this is definitely where it all started and why it's important. Off the jump, Miss Lucy is on point one hundred. You know, talking about Walt Kelly's Pogo. I might have heard of Walt Kelly's Pogo because of only I've only heard Jeff of it because Smith. of Jeff. Yeah, exactly. absolutely, yeah. man. 
and even and, the format of the book, honestly, it kind of has those Pogo reprints. Yeah, too. yeah, 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 yeah. Like the um, yeah, like the the paperbacks. Yep. Like the peanuts would have that sort of thing. Yep, Dude, it. Jeff Smith's art advisor <laughs> yeah. weighing in here. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Is that great? And it's called Thorn. You know, you can't bury that lead. Bone is such a strong title. Let, and you'll, let, see, and you'll see he'll work some of the things out. Like he, all the ideas are there. Yeah, it's it's four letters in your title, yeah. not five. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Got that Celtic. Yep. That Celtic font mm. feels like a storyteller there, and probably a little bit of a reference to uh, to, to Pogo that I think of as the great lettering. So look at the slightly off model mm -hmm. uh, bone right there. Got that thick neck. Got that yeah. Kurt, got that Kurt Angle neck a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting. Even that early on, you can see like some of the quality of the line work, but it's actually. It's weird because with this, like some things you'll notice that are kind of off or not, or maybe intentional, right? Um, like the oversized head of the yeah. characters. It feels like Von Baudet. Yeah, exactly. But what you'll notice, what you'll want to pay attention to as we turn the pages, guys, is how Bone interacts with the characters. It's a very animation-esque kind of approach. It's not comics at all in its traditional form that we know. It's We've second by second by second. Right out of the... the the bone we all know. Oh, At absolutely. least that headshot of the Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's like some of these beats, like they make it into the final book. You know, that, that little leaf bug? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. That, those characters and, are And this joke, that's an issue one. Yeah. That's what I said. You're going to see the same beats, guys. It's wild. It's kind of weird, actually, to like see it this way. It's, it's freaking me out thinking of like, I don't know, is it 1990 when Bone comes out? Like eight years between these... The original strips, and then like he goes off and has a career, and yeah, he sure thinks about this stuff, and he comes back to it. Baby's kids, man, we don't yeah. die, we multiply. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's funny because they worked on that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. And that's this is really weird. Right? Yeah, that's a joke that that didn't make it yeah. into the, uh, the book, as far as I remember. And he really, you know, he figured out his thorn model because yeah. she's, she's very, you know, like Jesse Pinkman sold her some of that blue glass type shit right there, man. A little sucked up. Right, exactly. And you can see where some of it, because he was around 22, this was published when he was like 22, 23. So what you're noticing is like the makings of somebody who is just coming out of school, um, take, taking what they learned during school, and like putting that all together, like here we go, this is uh, this is something you could be proud of, you know? Oh, look at Grandma Ben. Yeah. In her old model. Uh-huh. But, but look, there's subtlety, there's beauty in that artwork. There's the, all the balance we talk about with good good animation. You can see what, what she turns into, you know? Like, you can kind of see the power in that figure, too, is in, in what we would know her as. Uh, the four-panel delivery of each of these daily strip type yeah, shit. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's so interesting to see the story told in that breakdown. And it's, and it's a daily strip. Mm -hmm. Like, these are consecutive days worth exactly. of stuff. So, hey, dude, he's getting his chops. You know, he's, he's, you. he's doing his practice. Daily strip on top of going to school full time. Right. <laughs> That's, uh, that, that is some real dedication. That cloak is a really good example of like where he still has that. Like he figured it out early and kept it. You mm -hmm. want to know what's real funny? What's that? Is when uh, I put this video together. You know, I'm um, freeze framing the pages so I could eat, read the shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, dude. Yeah, this feels like a real service that we're providing. It's it's, <laughs> it's tightening up more and more. We're, we're you know less than fifty five pages in because I'm mm. sure the page number didn't start on on strip one. Right. And uh, the confidence in that ink yeah. is getting stronger and stronger. We're, I mean, and when you 
see him actually throw that brush down, like that, that's a Jeff Smith job right there. Exactly. Yeah, I've been looking at some of these and thinking like they're very competent. You know, like the spotting of the blacks, foreground backgrounds, like it's it's strong work. It's mm -hmm. much stronger than I remembered whenever I'd see like because there's also the kid version of this, and mm -hmm. I feel like you would see little bits of reprints of that early on in like yeah. a Wizard where it might be like he he did the version of this when he was a kid. Um, I think in my head that's what I think of because this stuff is, man, it's it's solid. Jimmy, that one's pretty weird. Jimmy, right you're, you're you're older than me, man. What politician is that? Or who's he making fun of? Or the local politician, no probably. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, should be like the dean of, of OSU or something. Mm. Would have been hilarious. Oh yeah, maybe we were getting auto bio. Yeah. So that's what Jeff Smith's facial hair looked like. He he kept that haircut even into the '90s when Dude, he was rocking that shit, man. I yeah, wonder if he was using that number three pin at the time. You know, pin a uh, brush. Sin City kind of stuff. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that's actually um, pretty beautiful in its simplicity. It's so wild. Like, my mind feels like it's just, this does not feel real. I know, it's crazy. Look at this, man. Some textures that he'll, that he'll you know, dismiss. Yeah, get rid of. But now it's, it's, it's Jeff Smith. Interacting with his with his bone characters. It's, yeah, it's kind of surreal actually. Yeah, it's very cool Yeah, stupid stupid rat creatures would evolve a little more, but yeah. you still see their uh, you know You see the DNA in all of it. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, the tail of that uh, Dialogue bubble cutting through the black with no holding lines all the way, you know, you don't see that often Thorne doing some action stuff like for a daily strip. It's neat that this is more of an action epic Yeah, it's almost totally. a Liberty Meadows. Yeah, it really feels like a blueprint for that. Because you have your cartoons next to like yeah. you know, the, the good looking girl. Zeroing in on some of this mark making, I feel, I, I see like Sergio Aragones mm -hmm. kind of lines in there. And I remember Jeff, he's, he's like, you know, I'm a tune head, man. I like animation. Mm -hmm. This is where he starts getting really confident in the work because he's doing a lot of different techniques in there. Spotting blacks really well. Yeah. Like, that's weird. This one right there, the first panel, mm -hmm. like the, the rat creature upright, it's horrifying. So much rendering on it, too. <laughs> yeah. And then you come down, and it's like cartoon language. Yep. You know, like like the juxtaposition of that kind of horrific image next to Check out these guys. real traditional cartoons, that's a great piece. Yeah. And it's so funny that he was sitting on this throughout the whole 80s, because, like, this... This could have been published by anybody. Oh, yeah. No, you know? yeah, but it was. And it makes you wonder, like, was this thing just not received? You know, was this a... Yeah. a, a I, don't, I don't think he was about any of that shit. Yeah, like, I don't think he's got long boxes at the crib. No, 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 but what I'm saying is, like, you get a shot, right? Like, let's self-publish a collection of this. And if it doesn't generate anything, like, you gotta eat. Yeah. Right. Like, like, this may just not have... Is there even a price on it? Yeah, three ninety five. Yeah, so a lot of times what happens and what maybe occurred is that... Um, they published it like out of school as kind of like maybe a final or like just like completing it, right? right? Like a thesis. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was it kind of it kind of felt like to me, or because I did talk to Jeff about it, but not much. It was just like in passive conversation, and it's just one of those things where it was just like oh, I'm leaving that something new because he went directly into running an animation yeah. studio. And this is. You know, this is maybe 10 portfolios worth of submissions that totally hit the guidelines for like King Feature Syndicates, you know? So like, you get enough rejections from those, I guess, because it clearly was not 
you know, I think, look, dude, he's keeping that same language. Yep. Yeah, exactly. With that guy with, with the tail kind of going up through the cloak like that. That's in the comic. I'm super impressed by the rigor of this work. And when you think of what newspaper strips would have looked like at this time, like, I don't know that you could do this. Yeah, and that's probably the note they gave him. Yeah. Yeah. Every kid would be attracted to that, you know, if they picked, if they walked by or those, to that page. Yeah, you know? those guys, I mean, they just shit on the newspapers. Yeah. Like, those syndicate guys, like, they, they're just fully out of touch. Yeah, you can find some writing on that too, man. Like comics historians that are pretty critical. I think of that Encyclopedia Comics talking about the decline of the newspaper. It's true because because there were the guys who were the top dogs, like that Captain Masterson or whatever, who like, okay, I got this new strip, Little Orphan Annie, Dick Tracy, like, and who just he had the vision, and then it's Joey Jerkoffs who take over that syndicate. You know, maybe his kids or something. Mm -hmm. But I can imagine 1983. You have this. And there's just no outlet for it. No, right. totally, yeah. Yeah, because it's actually pretty ahead. It just, like, like you say, he just didn't have his... It just wasn't refined to a point of where he wanted it. But, um, and like I said, I, Jeff's pretty, like, critical of this. Like, just from when we talk about it, it's like, he goofs around on it. But it's one of those things where, like, I think there's a high value in things in here that are do that he's doing that are lost in translation from like this to the new one this is a recent one yeah know? this is an important document yeah we exactly. did we did a fritz the cat story that robert crumb did just in his sketchbook that was sitting in his sketchbook for about five years before like valentine came was like let's just gang all this up and, and put it out you know mm -hmm. zap comics is a thing you have these comics let's, let's publish them and just as a young cartoonist striving to just to get to a place where you're publishable, seeing the proto works of cartoonists that you like a lot is very instructive and very motivating mm -hmm. to just keep going. This stuff is very far along. Right. Uh, it, it might work the opposite for a young Eddie P to be like, oh, so he's just started out and he's this good. Right. But I, I do think a lot of cartoonists are very withholding on their on their early works and things. Mm -hmm. And I think for the culture of comics, it's a good thing to like allow all that stuff to be out there so that yeah. people can... Yeah, no, that's really well said because it's misleading when... Because you always assume you come out the gate blazing and it's like, nah, man, it's shit like this, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we're at page 109 already. Like, right. this dude put in work. It wasn't like... Hey, so self-publishing is a viable form in comics now? <laughs> I'll, I'll do bone one. Right, exactly. And, you know, and what is Bone One? Uh, maybe a fifth draft? Right, exactly, yep. A story? Look at Grandma Ben starting to turn more Grandma Ben-ish, dude. Yeah, especially like here with get, the squint, squinting eyes and everything. Getting like, Popeye like, arms, the hair is growing. Just had a couple couple wrinkles around her face here and we're, and we're in. Every facial expression different. Every single one. On everybody. It's interesting to see the characters evolve, but he kind of keeps the bone character still in the same place, you know, the same anatomy and behaviors as in the beginning. Little, so. Yeah, little chunky, but like you could take this image and imagine that it's in the comic. Yeah. His lettering is so sharp. Too. It's getting there. Yeah, it didn't start in that place, you see. No, right, yeah. And it's getting there. His whole facility for cartooning is just amping it's coming up. alive. Yep. Well, coming alive is the right thing. Like, like seeing Bone holding a little possum. Mm -hmm. it, it feels alive. It feels like you have multiple characters interacting. Very physical. And, and this kind of stuff, you know, it's a little bit experimental. Like, it's such a nice break for a daily strip to go to that style for a day. Yeah. And actually, I can kind of see, like, how this would be frustrating um, to, like, because it's so much innovation so fast that, like, and it's like, where would this fit? We weren't it's ready. Kind of, yeah, exactly. Because if you look at the his publication history, 
it's like he's doing it himself. Like the innovation is literally like within him and the way he presents it. You and, know? And, and imagine if, you know, young eager beaver, Jeff Smith, like gets some positive, like, you know, from Kamiko or something. Now Andrew Rev owns this or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, yeah, we would never have <laughs> the true form of it, you know? That's a fascinating part of the bone story. Mm -hmm. Cause you could see this could have hit, mm -hmm. you know, like, like there's a variable in there somewhere, the right salesperson sees it, the right publisher sees it, somebody, this would have worked, but then you don't get like what we know of as bone in the nineties, it becomes this phenom and, and kind of changes everything. This could have completely ruined that. Yeah. It feels like it makes sense too. Cause like, this is, this is kind of ground level. If you think of elf quest and Cerebus. Mm -hmm. You know, like those early direct market I books. try to think of like how this fits with what was going on at the time. And man, it's as good looking as any of that stuff. Better looking than some of it. Yeah. Like it could have been there. It could have, it could have hit, you know, like if he'd have figured out comic books in the direct market in, in mm -hmm. 1983, 1984, that might've been the version of Bone that we got. He talks about a lot, like how the, um, you know, Watchmen, Mouse loop of like that 86, you know, that mid eighties phase. So I think that kind of like got him going and thinking in that direction, you know, because that was such a motivating time because this, there's no reason why this couldn't shine during that time, you know, because it was liberating. So I could see post that. And I think some of it's amped up. Yeah. I think some of its success in the nineties was that liberation of nineties extreme Jim Lee McFarlane life. Like that's the shit that's out there. It's all about artifice. It's all about lines and, and mania. And this was a comic that, shop owners were able to put in people's hands like wanna actually read a good comic? Right, exactly. Ooh, That's using fun. some screens. Yeah. Going Mike Saints, man. Maybe Mike Saints inked that that page, dude. <laughs> Took it straight into Mac Paint. And I think that's probably where maybe the work kind of falls apart because when you get this character mashing up against that character and then let's say with Thorn in there, it's like three different kind of styles going on. You know, so but even rapidly, like from mm -hmm. day to day, like this is like busy, right? So he's cutting it down a little bit. Yeah, he's literally learning on the next page. Yeah, it's almost like watching like a, like a young athlete that develops, where it's like year one, year two, year three, and it's like the dude's a superstar. You can almost see like I, I never think a cartoonist that way, but if you're doing a daily strip in front of an audience, man, the the trajectory of what he is by the end mm -hmm. of this, but at this point in the book. It's phenomenal. Like, it's really rapid development. And this is somebody, like, if this was coming out the gate, four consecutive images that you could swipe on Instagram. Right, exactly. This is blowing up. This is going to be, you know, oh, an account yeah. that has 300,000 mm -hmm. followers, like, yeah. in, in no, by the time you get to the end of this book. Mm -hmm. You were so right about that. Like, this would have been incredible today delivered delivered in that format which is to say to people out there maybe maybe give it a shot that's, that's something to do maybe give it a shot man you could really you know make a life for mm -hmm. yourself four consecutive images every day you could swipe it you have access to what 50 100 million people mm -hmm. could possibly see it i seen a dude on uh, online that had some like 50,000 followers and he did a couple of cartoons like a couple you know two panel comic things that were uh just super funny, man. It was like some dude in the desert, water, water. There's like a bottle of Dasani fucking bottle of water, and he goes past it. It's like water, water. Uh, it had like over a million insane likes, right? yeah. you know, and a dude didn't have that big of a base to begin. 
there's so many of these like little pockets of fun stuff, whether it's compos composition, like there was one there with bone with dollar signs for his eyes, just these like little cartooning pieces. Yo, Ed, you gonna get this one in the new bone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that titillation, man. Yeah. But she's got more of that like J.R. Tolkien gear, not them Daisy Dukes. Mm -hmm. But he understands the figure, you know, he could do that shit. He could do this if he wants to, but that's not, you know, what's sexy to him. He, he wants to do the cartoony thing. Those were editors of The Lantern. That's the funny. In a suit. That's funny. You know, like talking about like how it's just an idea. It's, it's cartoons, you know, it's like you see a lot of it flipping through this. You know, like these kind of silhouette panels and that long shot where bone is tiny. We've seen that a few times as for a nice visual variation. So fascinating because I mean, to me, this is Disney level. Like, he could have taken this the way he's building some of these like lion characters mm -hmm. and animating them just in the in the course of a comic strip. Mm -hmm. like, this is just outright bizarre, like uncanny. <laughs> it's strange. You know, you... I'm, no, I'm down with it. I think it's great. But but some of the, like the human elements in combined with these characters, these animal characters, wild. Boy, there was just an image that felt so Pogo-ish. Yeah, you'll get a lot of that Pogo in here, right? You know, like like some of this Oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah, the big lettering and mm. things. What a document. Man, it just puts a smile on my face. Yeah. I so cool. I never thought I would have the opportunity to see this stuff. Not only that. I had no idea that it was collected in a book before. Super polished. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, from if the you jump. just handed somebody this, I, I just don't think you go, oh, you know, it's like student work. Right. Yeah, before I saw it, I didn't know what it was. I mean, I was like, it was almost like a mirage. Like, because I, I didn't know about it. I really didn't. Like, I didn't know that the lantern history of it when I got at the time, you know. Brian, thank you so much, man. Yeah, yeah this no is problem. a treasure. For, for sharing sure. this with us and sharing it with uh, the audience. Totally. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are out there. Jimmy, tell the people what you got. Hulk Grand Design, Monster Madness in comic shops now everywhere. Complete retelling of the Hulk's history, 60 years, and uh, doing the oversized treasury size collection in January. So pre-order that now at your shop or wherever you buy books. Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, back in print from Image Comics. Eight complete full-color stories of the homeless ninja on a skateboard. Perfect for any superhero fan, especially as we approach Christmas. And you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see a lot more of my comics and art and download out of print zines and minis and more at my Patreon. Brian Moss, tell the people what you have. We got an eightfold path through Abrams Megascope. Uh, that is out now. Please definitely check it out if you get a chance. Worked really hard on it. Also got Outer Heaven. Um, we're currently working on the second one. Uh, that one's available. Hit me up on Instagram or Patreon, Strange Things Moss. Red Room trigger warnings. Red Room, the anti-social network, are out there in the wild today. Murder on the dark web for fun and profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. Each of these books is self-contained, has four stories, plus a bunch of additional material that you're not going to find anywhere else. On my Patreon, I have all of these comics, plus I'm serializing new strips that have not seen the light of day yet and won't until uh, 2023. Three bucks for that archive. I have a link tree where you could get to uh, all of that material. Jimmy, what else do we have out there in the wild, man? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, mugs, fanny packs, and more at our spread shop. That link is below the video as well. It's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel, given those marching orders will be on our way. Make more comics.